Previously on Mindbender, Chapter 1 of Spirits in the Airwaves. Transmission. We discover number stations. Group 3, 5. Group 3, 5. An eerie phenomenon invisibly surrounding all of us. Communications via shortwave radio transmissions. Born on the battlefields of World War I. Raised by the cold hands of Soviet-American hostility. And now strange orphans haunting the globe, singing their mysterious song. He's just a disembodied voice. A product of the Cold War. A theory emerges that they may be a trigger for nuclear war. If they stop transmitting, then the Soviet submarines know to launch their nuclear weapons. Welcome to Mindbender, a show about audio that shouldn't exist and the stories behind it. My name is Vlad. This is part two of the Spirit series, A Spy in Our Ranks. Last time, while listening to German number station G06. Their computer crashed. It would be a sick irony if a computer crash brought upon the apocalypse. But then the world didn't end. And listening to the archives of number audio, there are many examples of systems crashing, computer errors, feeds shutting down. Number station tech support must be very busy. And the dead hand is probably not a very good theory. But it doesn't answer what they are. They're taunting us, like a real-life Bond villain. And why would these Cold War relics still be transmitting today? Well, I guess it depends who you ask. I mean, there's Cold War 2.0 going on. This is Ian Sanders, our resident Cold War expert and host of the Cold War Conversations podcast. I think they do still exist. I mean, it's a very low-tech way of communicating with an agent in a secure and untraceable fashion. Agent as in spy. And, okay, you've got the internet, but almost everything can be traced through the internet. Whereas unless somebody knows how the code is that's generating the numbers from the number station, it is completely secure and untraceable. The kind of interesting thing about that is we're tuning into ham radio operator Josh Nass, call tag KI6NAZ. You know, the Cold War, yes, is over, but that doesn't mean that country's desire to know intimate details of what other countries are up to has gone away. That's never going to go away. So the fact that we don't have this kind of soft uh, aggression against another country in the case of, of Russia versus the United States, that doesn't mean that other countries still don't also want um, secret access to, to things that other countries know and want to keep tabs on them, right? I think it's reasonable to assume that that's never going to go away. So things like number stations will probably be around for a long time. Every number, 
Every language, every song is a signal to spies. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Paul and Patty know this. No matter where they go or what they do, they always try to remember what to do if the atom bomb explodes right then. It's a bomb, duck and cover. Sundays, holidays, vacation time, we must be ready every day, all the time, to do the right thing if the atomic bomb explodes. He did what we all must learn to do. You. And you. And you. And you. Duck and cover. This is where the journey started. I spent hours, days, listening to these mysterious messages. All I wanted to know was, what do they mean? First, I called my friend Susan, who lived in Germany for a few years and might be able to understand what the clip is saying. It was recorded in 1990 to a German number station. can't tell. I mean, they're singing or something. It's something rhythmic, but I can't tell what it is. It's a song, because you can hear the up and down, the, you know, the rhythm of it. Which, in the beginning, I was just like, they're, say- they're chanting something? They're saying something? What are they saying? But they sounded, they sounded almost too slow, or drunk, or muffled. That's why I was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe playing the clip backwards would give us some clarity. I mean, it, it could have had that sort of like, hey, I'm going to do a human sacrifice thing, but that's not what I felt necessarily. It did sound a little spooky. We spoke for a while longer, but really didn't come any closer to figuring out the message. This story would require someone with a little bit more fluency in German and some more cultural context as well. I connected with a woman named Marie who grew up in Germany and was my first solid lead. My name is Marie. I am 27 years old. I grew up in Berlin and I work as a journalist and recently um, also have been working in podcasting. There's always this idea of, you know, East uh, Germany and East Berlin. People were, yeah, didn't have access to a lot of, um, a lot of things, a lot of goods that were like completely accessible in the West. There's this, you know, weird picture that people always stand in line in the East, uh, like waiting for anything. And I obviously I know the stories of my parents that when the wall came down, they actually lived right at the wall from their apartment they could see over to the east and um they yeah they tell the story about you know how amazing this feeling was when suddenly the wall came down it was something that i don't know they didn't really see coming for them I mean, they just grew up with thinking that's that's how it is that's how it's always been and that's how it's gonna be and then suddenly there were people um 
in in Berlin and their and their you know the bars that they used to go to and mingled with them and um, they always say it was an amazing time like right after the wall fell. couldn't understand words but the melody is uh, if I'm not mistaken it's like a children's song a children's song I, I mean I'm <laughs> yeah I think so at this point I sped up the clip and it really started to come to life yeah okay um, I think it is a children's song. Um, it was, I mean, yeah. Now thinking like that, it might be this. I, I feel like I understood even like the words and it's the lyrics of this children's song. I think it's uh, "Alle meine Entchen, all of my ducks." It's like a one-line, very popular children's song. Everybody learns it. It's, it says, "All of my ducks are swimming on the lake, and their head." is inside the water and their tails in the sky and usually sounds much much happier <laughs> this one was very scary very scary version a spy message hidden in the words of a german children's song here's a happier version to compare to <laughs> Now let's match that up to the number station audio. Listening to Marie's story about the fall of the Berlin Wall, I realized an important detail about the nursery rhyme transmission. It was the very last one on that station. Just a few months later, the Berlin Wall was toppled and Germany reunified. Maybe the message was to spies. The ugly ducklings sent out to sacrifice everything and live a life in hostile lands. Or maybe, maybe it's just a kid sitting in a cold bunker in the middle of nowhere, day after day transmitting random numbers, the only other human voice they hear. Then one day, the kid learns that the Cold War is over, and they take over the transmission, and in their final act, a moment of defiance, they play a nursery rhyme that they sang as a kid. 
Not because it means anything to spies, but because it means they get to go home, to see the person that they haven't in so long, that taught them that very rhyme. It means they finally get to see mom. Thank you for listening. I have been Vlad, and you have been a pleasure. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Visit mindbender.run to learn more, to subscribe, and not miss a single episode. And to visit my website, please go to vladit.com. That's V-L-A-D-D-I-T dot com. Here's a question for you. How can balloons be scary? Find out on the next Mindbender in our very first fiction episode. See you next week.